Hey, all you good listeners. This is Christian Schultz, and I'm sitting here with Jared Hogan, and we wanted to ask you guys real just quick. One, just if, one thing. One thing. If you haven't yet, please go on to iTunes.com and <laughs> review our show. Because uh, even if it doesn't seem like it, it really helps out our ratings, and it makes more people uh, get to hear what we have to say about Movies and shit. And, and uh, people who make movies. Yeah. So if you want us to have uh, bigger guests. That does, get, it doesn't really matter that much. <laughs> if, you, if you want us to have uh, more shows for you in the future. Yeah, this is an, ult- this is an ultimatum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you really want us to prioritize this in our own lives. Exactly. That's, that's more accurate. We're going to need you guys to, to go rate the show. Because and, it would be uh, really uh, great to have sponsors and more people sponsor the show when more people listen to it. And exactly. more people listen to it when they know about it and more people know about it when you leave a review. So that's it. We won't do anything And I would say that. we prefer written reviews just so we can like reviews. see what you think actually. Yeah. So, but that's it. We're not going to ask you to do anything that's else. That's it. Just listen and then at some point this week – Go on and leave a review. Yeah. And we'll we'll and, see you. Yeah. And enjoy this show that we worked on. We worked very hard, hard together. <laughs> okay. Good enough for me. If it's good enough for Jared. It's good enough for me. Hey, everyone. My name is Jared Hogan. And I'm Christian Schultz. And this is good. Well, here we are. You're like totally peaking right now, and we won't be able to fix that. Dude, you're peaking now. Well, because I don't yell, and you just yelled. I know. This is my natural voice right now. Are we just excited? Do you think we're just excited to be back on the podcast together? Yeah, I think we're back on the train now. Uh, Today, we are changing things up a little bit, and we're talking about uh, the movies we are most anticipating coming out in the fall slash, like, beginning of winter. I kind of stretched it a little bit. How would you say, like, what would be a good title for this episode? Um, Like, fall movie marathon? uh, No, that wouldn't Fall movie mashup? That also would not fit. (laughs) What would you say? Um... Uh, f- fall movie preview, like preview, like we're excited. That's a like, good way of saying it. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Well, I mean, first of all, how you doing? I'm good, man. <laughs> have you been Have you been busy? Uh, no, just kidding. You're You're clicking away, like you're getting a lot of work done. I right have there. no, I have a uh, IMDb ready to go, so I can make sure oh. that I'm I don't sound stupid on any of this stuff. Okay. Well, let's dive in. Okay. What's your um? What's your number uh, three, Jared? Well, how did you go about this, first of all? I um, Well, there's a few. I, my top two <clears throat> are just like things that I know are coming. Um, and then I had to do some research on what was coming out. Yeah. Um, and so I just kind of went on the interwebs and just kind of saw a schedule what's coming out and then took some notes. It's it's Seriously, though, it's like an exciting – Fall. There's a lot of like directors that I really love. It's gonna be really yeah. It always feels like that. Like it it 
usually like summer and even kind of spring, it's so like there's not much happening. Right. And then fall into like the new year, it's just like stacked so heavy that I get really behind. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the movies that are coming out this fall have been like hyped up for like a year. Yeah. You know what's always sad though, and maybe this year will like be the exception, is there's so many movies that sound so promising. <laughs> And I'm always disappointed. Like, give me an example from last year. Oh, man. Um, What came out last year? Oh, dude. I don't remember because it was such a bad year. Last year and this year were were terrible years. Okay, let's pause. I'm going to, like, look real quick. Where were we? Oh, okay. Let's start back at – okay. How did you go about – formulating your your top three well yeah so i i said earlier that i that my top two were pretty like already locked in okay and then you're searching and then i went and searched for number three but like as soon as i remembered like as soon as i was reminded of like the movie that i'd been waiting for uh it was an easy three so i stopped searching okay let's let's start with that thing go ahead my number three where'd you land my number three is gonna be Arrivals. There are days that define your story beyond your life. Like the day they arrived. Signs of what might be called first contact. The objects measure at least. I'm Colonel GT Webber from the Intelligence. Pack your bags. Oh, yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. Bella Nuweave, uh, director of Sicario and Prisoners. Uh, and Enemy. Did you ever see Enemy? And Enemy's amazing. It's so you weird. really thought that was amazing, dude. It's like if yeah, I thought it was great. That's shocking to me, <laughs> to be honest. It wasn't like as good as Prisoners. It wasn't as good as Sicario, but it was like a solid thing. I felt like that was a movie that you would like. I knew you were going to say that, <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't like it. Yeah, I'm no, I didn't. Uh, th- I mean, I, I, overall, probably the answer would be no. Uh, like I just felt, I felt just um, like it was a waste of time. Like I was just kind of like pulled along, and there was yeah. Well, I will say like, and you can probably find a bunch of interviews where people ask him about Enemy, and the thing that he does say was that that was a movie that they made so that they could make prisoners, like um, him and. Uh, but what does Gyllenha- that mean? Him and Jake Gyllenhaal wanted to do something together. And I think it had it had like a lot of the same finances like behind it uh, from okay. empty to prisoners. Okay. Um, so it maybe it makes sense in the long run, but it definitely felt like it should have been a short film. Well, whatever. I'm I really love him. Yeah. Aside I mean, from Enemy, I, I really love Sicario. Was just incredible. Prisoners yeah. was yeah great. I will say, and not that you should really base any kind of expectation on a trailer. Um, but I will say the trailer was bad. For Enemy? No, for, for Arrival. The trailer was bad? Did you thought – it just generated like <laughs> – it just didn't look like him. Like I, I feel like he it always has – It definitely felt uh, very – Kind of more straightforward yeah. or something. Do you know who shot it though? Could you tell who shot it? No. Because I couldn't. I had to look it up. Because I thought it was Deacons because it, it felt very – punchy and bright like Deacons, but it was actually Bradford Young. Really? Yeah. Bradford Young shot a rival. Interesting. That, that, that makes me a little bit more excited yeah. about it. I think that that matchup might 
be a little be something to something cool to watch. Yeah, for so, sure. That's my number one, man. What's that's your, your number one? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. That's my first one. That's my number three. You're confusing everyone. <laughs> that's my number three. We're gonna go down the list from three to one, and exactly. then one being the highest priority. Th- thank you for the explanation. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. What's uh, your number three? Okay, number three. Um, it's a movie called Operation Avalanche. Have you heard about this? No. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Ready? This is setting us back four years. We can't land on the moon. We can make a film that shows us going to the moon without actually doing it. It sounds like a fun movie, though. Yeah. I don't know much about it. The, uh, I heard about it because, um, and I don't want to give too much away, I guess, but, um, you know, like I'm, I'm kind of doing research on this feature that I'm working on. And uh, this kind of came up because it, it is blending like kind of narrative and documentary together. Okay. And so this just was at Sundance this year. And I'm going to read you the synopsis, and I'll try to explain a little bit more what it's about. Um, It says, in 1967, four undercover CIA agents were sent to NASA posing as a documentary film crew. What they discovered led uh, to one of the biggest conspiracies in American history. So from what I understand, they thought there was like a mole uh, in like the NASA program. And Hmm. so they sent... um, like secret agents to go like try to figure out who the mole was. But in the process of doing that, they also uncovered that the moon landing was going to be faked. Wait, this is a, this is, this is a fictional film. This right? is a fictional film okay. with like fictional documentary elements right. in it. So were you trying to find this because of the thing that you're trying to de- develop? Well, I didn't, someone suggested like, Hey, this played at Sundance this year. You should look at it. And the trailer okay. had like just come out. And so I, I checked out the trailer. Um, but what's also interesting is like in the making of it, like they went to NASA posing as a documentary crew. <laughs> like in real life. In real, in real life to film yeah. for this fictional movie. Right. Which is just freaking amazing. So I don't even know yeah. if the movie's going to be good or not, but just like all those elements kind of swirling around, it's like definitely worth. Is there a trailer for it? Yeah, and it releases uh, September sixteenth. I don't know. I'm, I would uh, I would assume like limited release, but right. Operation Avalanche. It's uh, directed by Matt Johnson and it stars Matt Johnson. Ooh. So anyway, interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Well, are we moving on? Sure. Yeah. So my number three was Arrival. Your number three was... Operation Avalanche. Operation Avalanche. Uh, my number two is going to be... Uh, I wanna, I'm going to pronounce it in English, Spanish, but it's Desierto. Okay. From uh, Jonas Caruan, who is the son of Alfonso uh, Caruan. I have a son in the United States. He gave me this bear to protect me. I promised him I would get it back to him. That's where I'm going. (laughs) 
so yeah, Jonas and his dad Alfonso Cuarón with this movie, and uh, that was the same thing with Gravity too, right? Yeah. So his son uh, wrote that with him. It looks amazing. Like the premise of it is amazing, uh, and it stars. Uh, you know how to pronounce this guy's uh, Garcia Bernal, yeah. Gal, Gal yeah. Garcia Bernal, um, which got me excited because that's like a long time Cuarón like. Uh, yeah, team yeah, up, yeah. You know, um, which I was excited to see again. But it's basically about a group of uh, Mexican people going across the border, and uh, as soon as they cross the border, uh, they start getting picked off by like American wow. like sniper, like that's wow. gone haywire. So it's and what's about, it called again? Uh, it's called Desierto, which I I just think okay means deserted. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but it looks it's like okay disclaimer disclaimer two very white uh, I think Irish (laughs) yeah uh, guys on this show so uh, we apologize in advance for us trying to uh, I think people they would they would appreciate it us trying yeah sure we're trying Um, but yeah um, it looks like uh, really intense it looks it's like it's not like a a slow burn or anything it's just like a it's like gravity, but on land. You know what I mean? That's what it looks like. Hmm. I'll check it out. Um, man, there really are like a lot of, uh, maybe not even like big time directors. I mean, I guess you would say he, Quran is definitely yeah. one of those. Um, but just people that I like really love all happen to be releasing films like within the, you know, three or four months yeah. apart. Um, okay. So my number two is honestly probably like my favorite director working right now. Okay. And if I could be anybody, if I could just like um, assume like someone's career and just step in and be them, it would be Jeff Nichols. Okay. And uh, so he just released um, Midnight Special. Right. Did you see yeah. that? He's coming out with yes. another film this year. Yes. How, how November fourth. Well, Midnight Special, I think, was, took a really long time, and so I think they shot it a while ago, and it was just like. I don't know no, honestly true. why why it was held up, but um, huh. I think it was supposed to come out like a year before it actually did. Um, so he's got a new movie coming out with Joel Edgerton called Loving. I'm gonna build you a house right here, our house. I'm gonna take Mildred up to DC and get married. Are you sure about that? Well, the power vested in me by the District of Columbia. I now pronounce you husband and wife. In here? Richie! What you doing in bed with that woman? I'm his wife. That's no good here. Dude, this is my honorable mention. Was it really? Yeah. I didn't know that that was him. Yeah, dude. Yep. That's and yeah, the story kind of like focuses on uh, like this crazy court case. Um, kind of uh, centered around interracial marriage. And this couple gets married. And honestly, I don't know the the time period. I wish I would have looked that up. Um, but somewhere kind of like mid-century. And, it's 1958 is when it is. Okay. Um, and they end up getting like arrested and all this crazy stuff happens. There's like a whole kind of like, it's kind of like a court procedural. But I think from what I've read, it focuses a lot more like on on their relationship and trying to kind of like navigate an interracial uh, relationship at that point in history. Right. Um, 
And I just know Jeff Nichols enough, uh, his work enough to, to know, like, he's just gonna, um, I don't know, just his ability to kind of navigate like character struggles. I, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, when I think about everything that he's done, did, have you seen shotgun stories? No, that's, I mean, that's his first one. You can definitely tell. Um, but then like take shelter is incredible mud and then midnight special. It just see he's like, he's just like, got it going on. And I like love him and respect him a lot. So loving November 4th, I guess there's supposed to be a lot of, um, <laughs> whatever this means, uh, like award, uh, hoopla kind of surrounding that oh, okay. right now. So Dude, I always wondered, and this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but I always wondered like, do directors or do producers who get stories or whatever, do they like, like pivot things towards getting that like award kind of, I don't know. Hoopla. I, I would have to imagine that some do. Um, I would also have to imagine that some probably get pressured to do that. Um, in some ways, but I don't know. I mean, I, I have obviously zero experience in that realm. Um, I, I am always kind of curious about like movies that I see that are just completely dismissed from that conversation. Um, right. Because it feels like they're in the same category, but then they don't even, get yeah, it's not even like a, a thought. Like it, it and I mean, I, I don't know how all that works to be honest, but it seems like you kind of have to know like the right people and have the right marketing team and, and be part of like a certain studio or whatever. Like, I don't know how that works. Yeah. You know, like one year you've got beast of the Southern wild up for like best picture. And then like another year, a movie that like I loved just isn't even in the conversation. So I don't know how all all that works, but um, it seems political probably. Yeah. It's a scam. It's all a scam. Um, Okay, so number three for both of us, Arrival. Yeah, and Operation Avalanche. Operation Avalanche. Number two for me was Diaz, Desierto. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and number two for you was Loving. Okay, so I'm going to move on to number one. Okay. Do we need a drum roll? No. I'm going to, yeah. We, <laughs> yeah, we can okay. do it. We can do it. I'm, I'm just going to cue Christian Stropko to put in the drum roll right. Hang on, wait for yeah. it. Right, right here. <laughs> um, I'm most excited about American Honey. It's a business opportunity. We go door to door. We sell magazines. We explore like America. We party. Come with us. Hey, got anybody who's gonna miss you? Not really. Okay, good. You're hired. Okay. Because I'm a big uh, Andrea Arnold fan from Fish Tank and Weathering Heights. Did she, and, yeah, I was going to ask if she did Weathering Heights. Yeah, she, she did uh, Weathering Heights. She's kind of like, I think uh, I'm like, in, like really, like her work like runs deep because I think I started out, like she was like an IFC like, like a director. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like her movies are always playing on IFC, which is what I grew up on when I first started to get into independent film. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, because that was the only thing that you had. So you had to watch Fish Tank and you had to watch a bunch of David O. Russell weirdo movies. <laughs> and then, um, so yeah, I'm excited to see, and it feels like she hasn't changed and she's just like progressing. 
like her her voice hasn't changed, but she's progressing to different yeah. realms. That's always that's always like when you see like evolution like that take place. That's that always yeah. feels. And I'm excited because she's a. I think she's European, right? I, th- I don't know. I, think- I honestly, she's a little bit of a blind spot for me. Yeah. I haven't seen Fish Tank, so I'm I'm kind of excited to to see her perspective on. Do you know like the whole story about um, her finding like the lead actress? For fish tank? No, for uh, oh, for American Honey. No, what is it? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm probably like not getting all the facts completely straight, but from what I understand, she seriously like saw. Um, I wish I knew her name, the, the lead actress, but saw her like on the beach, like hanging out with her friends, and asked the producer to go ask, like, go talk to her. And she came in and did. Uh, uh, isn't that great? Like, came in and did an audition. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "Great, you're in." And that was that. Yeah. Dude, you mentioned the uh, Beast of the Southern Wild earlier. Do you know how they got their main uh, father no. actor? They were <laughs> they were hosting tryouts for like all the characters, like the kids and like uh, all the, the dad character yeah. and like pretty much everybody at this library in New Orleans. And um, the whole crew would go and get donuts from this donut shop owned by the guy who ended no up way. being in it. And they would just hang out and like talk in the mornings. And then one day, uh, the director just went in there, Ben Zeitlin just went in there and said, Hey, man, can you try out for this? Cause I really like you and I think you like, you could fit for it. And then he tried out and, and then he was nominated. That is for crazy. <laughs> crazy <laughs> sequence of events. And so, yeah. But that's like amazing. I think I, you hope to do that one. <laughs> You know how how often when you're doing, I mean I don't know how much narrative stuff you do I guess because you're like Mister Mini Doc, Um, (laughs) but have you do you work with non actors often? Yeah, yeah. Are you comfortable with that? Um, Yeah, I think so. I don't. I don't. The times that I've worked with actors and the times that I like work with actual paid actors. I approach them yeah, like I would pretty agree. much the same. I'd agree. And all like I would um, say the majority of my work has been with non-actors. So when like I get to work with someone who like knows their way around like a camera and like how it's it is like so right. um ref- it's a lot it's easier. A lot easier. Well, in some ways, yeah. To get somewhere. It's it just feels um I think that's the thing is like the comfortability comfortability with yeah. the whole process is what yeah. separates. But sometimes sometimes that's like Cause actor, it's really special like what happens in front of the camera when they don't know maybe how to act or how how, how to like what's like right. proper or like what's expected or and what's not. Right. I the thing that I don't like about working with non actors is I you yeah. have to like trick it's them like mind games the, the entire time. time. Yeah. And I don't like that. <clears throat> I like to yeah. s- say like what I want. But you can't do that because then they'll, then they'll start acting. Yeah. They'll start yeah. acting. You know what I mean? Um, okay, are we all the way to my number one already? Number one. Okay, so my number one again. A lot of this is like where my head is right. kind of at, um, like being very early in development on on a project of my own, um, and it's kind of been hard not to. Uh, kind of fixate on on Nate Parker's film that it's kind of like swept Sundance uh, right. Birth of a Nation. Mm-hmm. 
You're a child of God. You got purpose. The law put it there, and nobody can take it away. These books are for white folks. They're full of things your kind wouldn't understand. You're a special boy, Nathaniel. Study hard here. Your slaves sure do know how to behave. Well, they God fan. One of them's a preacher. People might pay good money to have them calm down a bit, especially by one of their own. I lead you to Peter 2.18. Submit yourselves to your masters, not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. Um, and I know he's kind of been under fire recently <laughs> <laughs> with uh, everything that's kind of come out about his past, but we won't really get into all that right now. Um, I just know, you know, he'd been working on the film for like seven years and like I've been trying to get financing and all this stuff. And um, I don't even understand the world of like, I'm going to direct this and star in it. That just like, yeah. I don't, and which is funny because two of my three, <laughs> that's the story. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of amazing uh, his trajectory being, you know, a, a good actor, a respected actor, but then dipping his like kind of hand into uh, a director role. And then it being, I mean, I, I don't know. I would assume the movie's good. It's uh, it's powerful from what I've heard, yeah. um, but that's quite a transition to to go from uh, one to the next. And um, you know, the subject material is um, is pretty like uh, closely related to like what I'm working on. And so, um, yeah, it's just like endlessly fascinating to kind of like watch that film uh, kind of go on its journey as I'm kind of like. Uh, going on on my own yeah. as well, but yeah, it's about um, uh, a slave called uh, named Nat Turner, which um, basically I don't know how much I want to get into my film yet, but it takes place kind of prior to the story that I'm trying to tell, and it's about uh, like a a slave kind of preacher who uh, orchestrates like an uprising, a uh, slave uprising in the early 1800s, and. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it seems like um, there are interesting stories, and this is what I'm really interested in with my film too, is um, w- like with an injustice so uh, blatant as slavery, um, when like diplomacy fails and um, legislation just isn't happening, like what, like as a good man, like what do you do? Yeah. You know, like when you're being oppressed like that or when you see someone being oppressed like that, like where does like morality fall? You know, like uh, is are like the moral lines kind of like do they shift with <laughs> with, uh, you know, like when injustice is that like stark, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I'm I'm interested to see how they handle are you that. are you the type of person that feels like um, those things are still happening? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that is why. I mean, yeah, of course. That's why this. That's why uh, Birth of a Nation is so such like a lightning rod right now. Yeah, you know, it has. I mean, of course, like the the story of slavery is powerful, but you put it in the context of what's going on in the world right now, and and it speaks directly to that. So yeah, I think that's exactly why people are responding to it because it's, it's very clear that problems that we may assume 
um, are over are still very present. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think this, this story and this movie, um, I don't know, I haven't seen it, but it seems like, uh, they speak directly to that without actually calling it by name. So, um, yeah, really excited to see what Nate Parker has in store for that. Um, so birth of a nation comes out October 7th and, uh, that's my, that's my number one. So let's do a quick recap. My number three, Arrival. My number three is Operation Avalanche. My number two is Desierto. <laughs> I just, I wish that would be your number one too, so I could hear you say it again. Uh, my number two <laughs> is Loving. And my number one is American Honey. And then my number one is Birth of a Nation. Christian, what honorable mentions do you have? I have, I have three. I have a lot. Um, we can, let's do Well, three. I'm just going to do all of them because I have them written down already. <laughs> okay. So in context, these honorable mentions are films that you should also yeah. go see that I will be seeing. Um, I'm sure all the ones on Jared's list are things that we'd be seeing as well. But um, not that they're like not good enough to be in the top three, but just – Just didn't make our just, personal list. That's it. Just didn't make our personal list. So uh, these are in no like particular order. You just want me to fire – like raffle them off? Let's just go back and forth. Okay. Uh, my first honorable mention is La La Land, which is yeah. Uh, well, I'm I'm actually really shocked after I know how much you love Whiplash that that was not in your top three. Um, I yeah, I don't know. I just didn't. It didn't pique my interest as much as the other guys. It kind of looks like the perfect movie, honestly. <laughs> like you, yeah. you picture Ryan Gosling's face, and then you picture Emma Stone's face, and they're perfect. Right. And then yeah. Damien Chazelle, who directed Whiplash, that was like such like an on point. Like every single like frame was just like so perfectly placed. Right. It just seems like it's going to be the perfect movie. Yeah. And I'm excited to see like, I mean, how long has it been since we've we've had like an actual like wholehearted musical? Too long. Like wait, what is way it? too long. Is it Lim is? Is that the last one? I mean, maybe. Like, I, okay. I'm sure so there's something else. I, I was talking to Winnie, my six year old, about this uh, not too long ago because we watched Singing in the Rain together. She watched oh, it for man. the first time. What a movie! What a movie! Yeah, and and it's just it it, it really is. I mean, I know things change, but um, she we were talking about like you know there's not really movies like that anymore, and that's why that's so special. So I I am excited to see how uh, Giselle. Yeah, it does feel like the trailer at least does make it feel like a little bit like singing in the rain, like those that type of musical. Yeah, you know, it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's trying to be a new musical. Right. Trying to, but I'm sure he'll blend some some modern with the uh, the old musical style. Okay, what's your number one? Are your uh, (laughs) first modern? Whatever. Uh, Okay, we might just I'm just gonna like go through these real quick so we don't take too long. You just said we'd go one by one. I was wrong. I'm changing the game plan. Calling an audible. Uh, Magnificent Seven. <laughs> dude, I, why, dude? <laughs> well, okay. Let me just let me just like frame it up by saying how much I love the original. Uh, like it looks so stupid, though. Wait, the new one does? Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. But like, when I think about like, did you Steve see McQueen the Equalizer and Yul Brynner and all that? Like, I I grew up watching that movie with my dad. Um, and it's just so good. And so I, what I am totally expecting is to be disappointed, uh, on some level, but also totally have an enjoyable theater experience as well. Okay. Do you think that they're going to like mimic the original? 
mimic. I mean, I mean, yeah, I think they'll stay like certain callbacks or yeah, something. Yeah, for sure, they'll like, stay true. I mean, it's the fact that it's seven like people that are going to like kind of rallying together to to address like one antagonist. I mean, that's pretty that's pretty similar, I guess. I um I don't know. I don't have high expectations of it being like uh like Fuqua's like uh opus, but I think it's going to be really enjoyable. Okay. All right, next real quick. Uh my next one is going to be I know this is a little bit of a mainstream movie, but I it seems really interesting to me. Uh but I'm really excited to see Sully. Yeah. I wish I could say the same. Looks- I felt like I already saw that movie and it starred Denzel Washington. I did. <laughs> yeah. And I I think that's what everybody's saying. But um but this is like I don't know, like I'm a sucker for like true life adaptations. Yeah. Like that's the type of movie that I can see myself making in the yeah. future. Like and doing really well at it. Um so like anything like that's a real life adaptation. And you can't you can't really bet against Tom Hanks. So Yeah. Um okay, American Honey was on my list as well. I yeah. And I love Shia LaBeouf. He's great. So <laughs> who doesn't, uh, you know? Who doesn't? I love that guy. Uh, okay, what you, well, what else do you have? Uh, I had Loving. I had uh, Birth of a Nation. Um, I put in um, – <laughs> maybe I wrote it down too fast, but I don't know. Maybe it's like the same kind of real-life adaptation thing, but I'm kind of excited about Snowden, even though I know it's going to be terrible. Man, it uh, looks bad. Because uh, what's his name? What's the main uh, – Joseph Gordon-Levitt's yeah. accent sounds like a, like the worst thing that's ever been done. I mean, it is Oliver Stone. It but is Oliver Stone. I don't know if that means anything anymore, unfortunately. What was the last thing that he made? I don't know. I couldn't even tell you. That's This is like a different generation. I think it was Savages, and it was terrible. Oh. Uh, was Savages with... Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, I wish I could say I was looking forward to that, too. Uh, I had... Yeah, Arrival was on my list. Um the light between oceans almost oh, yes. almost made my top three. I, I, I just can feel that it's not going to be as good as I want it to be. Yeah, that's one of those that like. And I would say, as much as I love Derek San France, I I do feel like his trailers outdo his movies because they just have like such like. Yeah. I would a, say that maybe about Place Beyond the Pines for sure. Not Blue Valentine. Not Blue Valentine. Yeah, blue, blue, that's probably blue true. Times just amazing. The first half of Place Beyond the Pines is, uh, in my mind, like perfect. Yeah, and the last half is a little, a little, uh, not a little. It's pretty, a little it's, pretentious. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> but the first half is like incredible. I wish it would have been it's, like forty minutes. As soon as like as soon as like the second half of the movie starts, you're like, okay, I get it. We don't need to watch. The yeah, rest exactly. Of it. Exactly. <laughs> you're like, okay, I got, I got what you're saying. <laughs> I need to see. I know what's gonna play out. Okay. Here's here's my my last one. Do you have any more left? Uh, Maybe we're gonna say the same thing. I don't know if you care, but Rogue oh, Rogue One. I almost put Rogue One, dude, but I didn't put it because I'd be called out as like not a true Star Wars fan oh, because I'm not. I don't even. Like, yeah, I'm not either. I don't really even know what that means. Rogue time. One. I I listen. I dogged Rogue One so hard before, like when everybody was like. Uh, they're, like the new Star Wars came out, and then everybody's like, "Oh yeah, they're making Rogue One, they're making this, they're making that." And I was like, "Okay, here we go." Yeah. And I was like, "There's, just, it's just going to be a franchise, and it's going to be trying to be like, I don't know, Marvel or DC or whatever it is, and just right. like 
own the theaters. I mean, you've got then, to just hand it to Disney. But then you see the trailer. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit, Dan, this is it. I mean, think about like, think about is, who Disney has recruited to get on like the Star Wars like bandwagon. It's like it's really it's, it's best, really crazy, actually. Yeah. Um, and I I have a place in my heart for Gareth Edwards. I mean, we talked about Jeff Nichols kind of being like an enviable uh, career path. Like he's just made great movies. Um, Gareth right. Edwards is pretty close, man. Like to go from making monsters straight into yeah, doing Godzilla. Godzilla. I don't even know how that happens, but I'm I am happy for him. I like a lot of people kind of like dogged Godzilla, but I actually I, I thought really it was great enjoyed that movie. And then to go straight from that to like have a piece of the Star Wars like universe, that's pretty crazy, man. And it, you're right, it looks yeah. it looks really, really good. So yeah, I'd say big up to to Disney for real though. Like like who all is it? I mean JJ Shout out to obviously, Disney. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Shout out what's up, Disney, in case you're listening. What's up, <laughs> Not bad. Uh, JJ Abrams. What's up, JJ? Uh, <laughs> and uh, Ryan Johnson, Gareth Edwards. Yep. Shout Who else? There's someone. What up, my boy? boy? What up, my boy? Um, anyway, it's I'm, I I have probably too high of expectations for how Rogue One is going to turn out. Yeah, but overall. This fall, the rest of the year, it seems pretty stacked. It seems like it's going to be a pretty good year. Rest, and we're not even really getting into like November, December. That's yeah. I, most I of those. Minor every th- September, October. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So, so we'll see what happens. We'll yeah. see what happens. Maybe when you're here, you know, in the next couple of weeks, we can go check something out together. Yeah. Do you think? Would you do that with me? Yeah. What should would we go, go see? Would you go see a movie with me? Yeah, I'll go see. Remember the last movie we saw? Um. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. <laughs> it wasn't good. You fell asleep. I fell asleep. Yeah. yeah so maybe this time would be better. I hope so. We'll see. Um. Well, let us know what your favorite uh, movies are that are coming out in the fall. Uh, we've never really done this, but I was thinking about this earlier, Christian. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, you should follow us on Twitter. That's um, true. I don't think we've ever really plugged that before, but uh, you can find us at uh, Good the Podcast on Twitter and um, at Good the Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. I said you can follow us at Good the Podcast. Oh, you're smart. I'm sorry. I just ruined that. And we have a lot of very funny tweets, and yeah. we're actually pretty interactive on Twitter. Um, yeah, we try. We more interactive than some. We try. All right. Well, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good fall, I think. Yeah. Leaves are gonna be changing. <laughs> I get to put a sweatshirt on and watch college football, which I know you don't care about, dude. I look a lot better during the winter. Like I'm all the layers. Yeah, all the layers. Like I'm not like a t-shirt and jeans. You're like, okay, he's like, maybe I want to like hang out with him or something. But like, my wife doesn't like like give me eyes or anything. But when yeah. during the winter. She, yeah, she always has my her hands on me. So, but are you wearing <laughs> layers when? Yeah, when? it's like our thing. <laughs> <laughs> we both uh, we, just, we just get as many layers on as possible, and then just start making out and just see where it goes. Hmm. It's it, yeah. When you guys get married, it'll be like a you'll figure out your own thing. You know, I'm not married. You, right? Not you, Jared. Okay. But the okay. People listening. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. 
Well, maybe we'll uh, we'll layer up and go see one of these movies. And uh, are you gonna watch football with me this? Oh, we can't. You you won't be here on Saturday. No, I won't. Sad for, sad for you. Sorry. Okay, but maybe the next time you come, you can. I'm gonna teach you the how great watching college football can really be. Because <laughs> I'm not a huge college football fan. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, or any kind of sports whatsoever. Okay, I'm down. I'll see All you right. uh, this weekend. Okay, and to everybody else, thanks for good night. Good, good night or morning, whenever you listen to this. Okay. All right. Bye. This episode was mixed by Christian Stropko, or as we like to refer to him, Christian number two. As always, our music today was created by Cubby. That's Cubby with two Bs. You can check out more of his stuff on CubbySounds.com. And our good podcast logo was designed by Eric Herchin. Also, you can find other fun stuff at goodthepodcast.com. 